Grey's Anatomy Fan Podcast, episode number 40. Welcome to the Grey's Anatomy Fan Podcast, the show that takes a look at the hottest relationship drama on television. Sit back and enjoy the ride. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Grey's Anatomy Fan Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And we are going to be discussing the most recent episode titled Here Comes the Flood. And I, I want to say that this was an enjoyable. This is probably. Oh, my gosh. This probably was one of the most enjoyable episodes of Grey's Anatomy in the longest time for me. Really? Yeah. Because I thought you really enjoyed some of the ones from last season. No, I said in a long so, time. It's the oh, best. Okay. Uh, definitely. It, what okay. is this? Episode two of this season? Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe three. Maybe three. Yeah, I think episode it three be th- because they showed two. This is true. Hours this is true. the first week. I like this much better than what our premiere was. I did too. It was. Matter of fact, they could have started this episode with this and I would have been completely fine because I, I really enjoyed it. I, I Am I mistaken? There was no sex in this episode, was there? See the yeah, I don't the, think so. This is I proof. I mean, obviously they brought up. You know, there's still. Oh no! Wait, I think they showed. They did show Alex in bed with a girl one time. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so they can't do an entire episode without sex. Not not a whole episode. <laughs> but no, I, even still, I mean, th- this was a very enjoyable. Th- th- it was storytelling, um, relationship. You know, in interaction between the people. I love how it started out with Gray at, at the shrink's office, and she's like, "Listen, I'm done. I'm fine. I'm finished. I'm fixed. <laughs> I'm fixed, and I'm happy. And we're finished here." So that was that was very interesting to see. Looks like we have Amanda dialed in by phone. We have a bunch of people live with us on the internet, and of course, we want to encourage everybody out there in the chat room. Feel free to dial in the phone numbers up on the the, the video screen there. Uh, if you are online and you want to get our attention, hit star eight, and it should say, "Hey, look at me. I want to talk." And we'd love to bring you into the show because. Uh, you know, this is a community thing we got going on here, and it we're is. so excited to have television shows back to talk about. I know. Can I just say before we get into all of the discussion of this that I have been working today to really um, rearrange a little bit uh, the the forum over at gspn.tv slash forum. Okay. And I, I really want to encourage people after they hear this episode and listen to this episode to go to gspn.tv slash forum. I realize and recognize there are so many people that listen to our show live. They're just afraid to call in. You know, I don't know what it is. I mean, we're just normal, everyday, it's average people their here. Voice back. You think that's what it I is? I do. I don't I think know. The people who would call in and and or who want to call in and would go back and hear that episode later. Right. Hearing my own voice freaks me out. I don't listen to any podcast that I'm on. <laughs> so, but anyway, we we want to in, encourage you to go share your thoughts online. And there's a section devoted just to Grey's Anatomy, as well as a bunch of other TV shows. Go to gspn.tv slash forum. And, and let's make sure that for those of you who can't join us live, we recognize and realize that, of course, it doesn't make any sense for the West Coast's 
the West Coast audience to join us before they see the show. So we recognize that. And, and we want to make sure that, you know, we're all able to enjoy some of our favorite television shows together. So go check that out. GSPN.tv slash forum. So, Stephanie, what what out of this episode do you want to talk about most? I really don't know. I do. What? I, I you, you want to tell us about somebody you hate in this episode or in this well, show? That's not what I. That's not what I most want to talk about. Okay, but it's something that I'd like for you to share. But I I do plan on sharing my feelings on that. Are you ready? Yes, and please please do not make me bleep anything out. Okay. No, I won't. You said you were you were darn close to sharing curse well, words in this episode. Well, when I was when I was watching this episode, I was darn close to saying curse words. Um, I really, really, really am hating the chief right now. Yeah, yeah, he annoys me. It, it I tell you what, he seems to always have some. I mean, how is this guy in charge of anything? He, he, he. Even when he was a workaholic, which I think he still is, he hasn't changed that at all. Which, which by the way, I mean, where where is Adele? I mean, we don't filming Eli Stone. I know, but <laughs> have you noticed that they just completely dropped her off? You yeah, know, it, 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 I, I don't think we've noticed. I don't think we've seen well, anything of that story since uh, he had um, his since he had uh, oh gosh, Georgia Malley. Mm-hmm. Since they had uh, the text messaging, the text and messaging. The that season was, last season ended with him knocking on the door saying, "I want to come home. I'm a good man. I made one mistake 20 years ago. Well, let, let me tell you, man, you've made more than one mistake. Right? <laughs> okay. Seriously, your all your problems, you can't push back to that to that one thing that you did 20 gotcha. years ago or however many years ago. But, um. What did you want to say? Kansas girl or Kansas gal, I guess, in the chat room. Uh, she says that uh, the chief may need to step down and give Bailey the job. If he cares about the hospital. Do you think Bailey would take that job? And, and I mean, she's obviously still, she's got some issues. I don't think where she should. Taking care I mean, of her she's, son she's and got, she's got a marriage where exactly her husband's that. out killing well, he's people. He's killing people on prison break. So <laughs> That's exactly, he's, he's left her and become a hit man on another TV yeah. show. She she done turned him evil. If but, you guys don't uh, watch Prison Break, oh my gosh, it, it really got good this season. It's it's really getting good. It I mean, is the first it's two back three up, episodes. So. I was a little concerned. Uh, it it it's almost enough to bring back the private practice or the uh, Prison, Prison Break, break pa- fan podcast. Yeah. So um. But anyway, go ahead. Anyway, Chief is he's just oh. getting on my nerves. He is just absolutely, completely, utterly getting on my nerves. And and what specifically? Any, anything or just in general? He's, his his complete lack. Well, and then they tried to bring it all around at the end and make everything that I'm saying invalid. But I'm telling you what, next week he's going to be the exact same man that we know him to be. Yeah. Completely irresponsible, blaming everything on anybody else, taking no responsibility for his hospital. If he'd stop worrying about the ranking, he could focus on the flood. Who cares if you're number 12, if your ceiling's falling apart into people's abdomens? I mean, which turns, I love the fact that it turned out that that was a good thing. I did too. That was <laughs> that was, that really was cool. an interesting change. I mean, it if it weren't for that, that guy's life would he would die. Anyway, yeah. Amanda, you're on the line. I saw that you were had requested to talk. How are you? I'm good. Very cool. What did you um, want to ha- add to the conversation? Well, just the chief and Bailey and all of that. If I had been Bailey, I would have been gloating. There wouldn't have been a no gloat. So I'd have been like, sorry, oh, no. completely gloating. But Absolutely, this is my opinion. 
Yeah, I, I agree with you there. I definitely was she she took the up uh, she you know, I, I, I think that she was beyond gloating and she was just downright angry. She was a different word that you used to describe angry. She was P I double S E D off. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's what I thought you were saying. It, it was it was it was beyond anger. It, I, seriously, if looks could kill, I think the chief would have dropped dead because, um, and I loved her story. I, I loved her story because, <laughs> um, what'd she say? Tuck stuck a toy down into the, the toilet and oh, I yeah. didn't think it was a big deal. Uh-huh. And then two days later, I come home and my my kitchen is full of, of poop water. Poop water. And that's what he says to her, like... She is just the stupidest woman on the earth. But let me tell you, a mom has a story and and a circumstance that could match anything that is going on in anyone's life. Right. You um, need to listen to people. Amanda, do you think there's any hope for Chief Weber to, to turn a leaf? And, and I mean, is it possible for him to pick up this hospital and, and take it to the next level? Well, in my opinion, he needs to get over himself. You think, and I don't know if he's man enough to do that with the, the storyline, with the way that they're writing him right now. Yeah, so he needs to just, you know, realize that he's not the be all end all. I, I think I have to agree with you there. Well, I'll tell you what, um, my my feeling, here's my theory, and of course, I'm, I'm not behind the scenes. I don't know what's going on on the writing staff, but the only thing I can think of is whoever they had, like, you know, I'm thinking maybe they had specific writers writing for specific characters on the show, okay. and whoever they had writing for Izzy has now been reassigned to Chief Weber. <laughs> you think that that's what's going I on? I think that that's what's going on. He He's becoming... A thorn in my side while yeah. watching the show because I'm having a hard time enjoying the rest of the show because I'm so annoyed with how they're writing his character. Right. The, so I love the new rules, though. The new rules definitely is is a step in the right direction. They, by golly, they need some rules to 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 get these people to grow up. But the new rules can only be um, what, what's the word I want to use? Effective. Effective. Useful. Or um, more more of a word for for starting the new rules. Um, anyway, a catalyst. No, whatever. I don't know what word. <laughs> I, there's a word in there somewhere, and it may come to me after I we turn all this off and I go to bed. But um, they can only be effective if he stands by his word that he spoke at the end, and it begins with him. If it does not begin with him, then everything he said is a bunch of bull crap. Flowing from the poo water (laughs) from the pipe bursting. Gotcha. Andrea, you you had requested talk. What do you have? Well, I'm going to agree with Steph. I think that, you know, what's the point? Like, he always does this. He always gets all high and mighty, and then things go back to normal two seconds later. Like, he never really follows through. Like, what's the point of having a rule if you're not going to implement it, you know? Yeah, the thing is... Implement! That was the word! <laughs> there we I go. Love ding, you, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> You're welcome. That is awesome. Um, so, yes, implement. But the thing is, is is at least a couple things came out of the rules. I mean, number one, um, he, he did go on rounds, and he helped facilitate these new rules to make sure that they were taking place and, okay. and that they were applicable in the areas that he thought they needed to be applicable. 
Um, and then, of course, more importantly, the I mean, Lexi, the you know, Mrs. Lexipedia, I, which I love that nickname, by the <laughs> that way. That was great. That is better than McDreamy. Lex, Lexipedia, Lexipedia that was is really awesome. Good. So, but anyway, he he went in, and because of his new rules, when he, when Lexi went to Mark Sloan, um, he listened to her. He no, yeah, yes, but but Christina should be. But she didn't listen to the rules. But she heard the rules. She heard them. Okay, what I'm saying is that she should be reprimanded because yes. her intern went to her first. And she turned her away. This is correct. I, Shut up. I don't want to hear it. This is not the time. Whatever she was saying. Yep. She should be reprimanded for that. Absolutely. Your interns reflect you. Mm-hmm. And likewise to the attendants. And if your interns fail, that, you fail. Exactly. Now, Lexi so, didn't fail. She succeeded. But that shouldn't that shouldn't shine on Christina because she turned her away. That is correct. And I think that, um, da, 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 Derek, I think he should write her up for not listening. If he, he should, if he knows about it, he should, he was getting ready to cut open the guy's head and take out his frontal lobe. I, I love that was a great <laughs> thing. You know, the, of course I could do this unless you still want to take out half the guy's, you know, right. the, anyway, the front half of his brain. So let's talk about, you know, I really enjoyed Jack O'Brien. I think he was probably like my him. favorite character in, in, in Patient in this God episode. Hates me. God hates me. <laughs> my toaster quit working. I got this. <laughs> I got that. And uh, I'm in a hospital that seems to be falling apart around me. Yes, absolutely. The, the CT machine blows up over top of his head. <laughs> you talk about messed up. Poor anyway, guy. so he he basically, of course, we find out he's the guy who, you know, the entire uh, ceiling collapses and ends up the, on his insides mm-hmm. where, you know, and, and I love Alex Karev in this episode. I, I love the fact that um, he basically it, it turns out that he's the one who brings hope to this guy. He's like, listen, the law of averages, the statistically things have got to turn around for you and i love i love the fact that he gave him hope beforehand and then of course we didn't recognize uh that he his prognosis was that you know you've got a clean bill of health now until you know we we thought karev was like oh man he's gonna have to break the bad news but no he broke the good news right and, and the way that he shared it and of course did you catch the glimpse in his eye when he says, you know, there, you know, there's hope, you know, mm-hmm. that, and, and he looks over at Izzy. And of course, you know, we obviously see, you know, where they're heading in the direction there. Right. But uh, anyway, well, because, they always work on cases that resemble what is going on in their own personal life. Mm-hmm. So maybe Alex has been looking for that ray of hope. Yes. Alex is Alex is looking for his luck to turn around. Kansas girl in the chat room says Alex is such a mixed bag, and uh, Andrea, Andrea, I'm gonna let I'm gonna bring Andrea on. She, she she's got to tell us what she uh, thinks about Alex from this episode. I I hate Alex when he gets so closed out that he just wants to like take it out on other people when he's angry or when he's frustrated. Like I understand him wanting to put like distance between him and Izzy, but he didn't have to be such a vicious. Yeah, he was, he was just, like, 
he he was hurtful and he he did it on purpose and there was no need for that. Now, is this any different from the first five episodes of Grey's Anatomy season one from what we see in That's Alex? Or should we not expect this from him now? Which is why I have such a love-hate relationship with him because there's so, there's so much depth to his character and there's so much potential there. But I get so frustrated when all we see is this, like, what was me, screw you type thing, you know? Like, it's mm-hmm. just, like there's so much more that Alex could be doing and getting over it, you know? Absolutely. You know, the one thing I'm hoping is maybe Alex will go and see the shrink. I don't know. know? I don't, I think it has more to do with that. Um, More than, more than, more to do with what? Than him just needing therapy. Um, I think we we all need therapy. We do. (laughs) We tend to, we tend to project our feelings onto other people the way that we feel that we should be treated. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Sometimes no, I, I I agree with that. Sometimes. I, sometimes I do believe we all project. We tend to project on people, but not always in the way that we feel like we ought to be treated. But I think that's what we're seeing with Alex. I think, uh, yeah, I th- I definitely think that that's what's going on with him. He's. I, I think that the reason that he is vicious and la- lashing out at Izzy is number one because he feels like that's the way. He he she should treat him. Right. Because he has done thing after thing after thing to her. But also I think that he is afraid of what could be between the two of them. Right. They could be extraordinary together rather than ordinary apart. Well, Caroline uh, just joined our chat room and she says... She doesn't listen to me. I don't. Alex says uh, does not have a lot of... Or does have a lot of growth to do. But does anybody else want Alex and Izzy together? And she says, by the way, I'm Caroline. So welcome, Caroline, to the chat room. And Stephanie, I, I wasn't listening to what you were saying. I do apologize. I will go back and listen to this episode and catch what I just missed. <laughs> But do you want Alex and Izzy together? Is that what you were just talking about? I didn't say that I wanted them together. I said I think Alex is afraid of what they can be. Oh, okay. And I, then I quoted the... I think he's afraid I, of what I quoted he Meredith, will be. What he could be. What he will be. He's always he, been the beaten down one. Yeah, and I think he's afraid that if he gets involved in that relationship, that he will hurt her or hurt... If they happen to ever have children, he would hurt their children the way that he had been hurt. And he's just not going to go through that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. He blocks himself off. All anyway, right. the, the the quote was from the season finale. It was, I quoted Meredith oh. being extraordinary together rather than ordinary apart, ah. which is like one of my favorite relationship quotes now. Gotcha. Brooke in the chat room says she agrees with Andrea that she hated Alex in this show. If he went to the shrink, that would give them the way to find out about it. it. Oh, it would be a way to find out more details about his past in in a in a non-threatening way. You know what I'm saying? That it would be a great, or they could just give us a lost flashback. That would be so <laughs> That's what cool. I was just thinking. <laughs> uh, that is, that, and, and they, I'm ready to see some change and some growth in Alex's character. Um, you know, we we're just talking about. Can the can the chief change and and can they change that character? I watch enough TV to know that they can always redeem the bad guy. Yeah, Char- Charlie Pace. <laughs> Charlie Pace, whom I miss dearly. Yeah, but um, I, I'm I'm ready to see some change in Alex. I'm tired of the same old, same old. Right, Andrea, you're back on the line. Go ahead. 
No, what I was going to say is that um, I, I agree. I think Alex is just scared to see what could happen with her mm-hmm. because every time he tries to open up, um, she wants for, like the last time he tried to open up, she she wants for for you know a, a patient, and then she wound up with uh, with um, oh I can't believe I forget his name. Um, um Denny. I'm like, um, yeah, we wound up with Denny. And then afterwards, she went, um, you know, like, she still didn't go for him, you know. Yeah. And then now, when he was letting her in again, just recently, she he feels like she betrayed his trust by going to talk about what they were discussing. So, he's just, okay, that's it. I opened up, and now I'm going to just completely shut down because you're going to wind up hurting me, you know. Yeah. I think there's more of, he, there's both. You know, he's afraid of hurting her, and he's afraid of being hurt by her. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that's exactly. There's a lot there. I'm ready to see more from his character. Yeah, I, I really am. I am too. I, now, let's go back to Lexipedia for just a moment, Stephanie. Because okay. I, I want to say, I want to ask, do you think that they're setting this up for her and George to be together or her and Mark Sloan to be together? I don't know. I mean, am I crazy? I mean, is that the just the craziest thing well, I, I could ever think- say? That her and Mark Sloan, I mean, that would have to be part of his new leaf that he's turned over. But did he turn really different for him? I think he turned over a new leaf for like one episode, and and then all of a sudden that leaf like like flipped right back. No, we haven't seen that leaf flip back yet. Okay, he said. um, Didn't he say on call room right now? Remember that? Yeah. Yeah, but it didn't. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. He said something in the finale to himself. He was watching when he was watching Han and and Torres make out. Anyway, he said something about um, not being able to change overnight or I don't remember. Anyway, okay. Um, I don't remember the exact quote. Okay. So it it would have to be a big. It would have to be a huge change for him. Yeah. Amanda, Amanda is on here. And Amanda, what do you want to add? Well, I was just going to say it would be funny if the gray, the other gray had a love triangle as Meredith had the past season. I don't... There's always been Meredith and Derek and somebody else. There's always been something so Lexi could follow in her sister's footsteps and that repeat. I can, I can see them doing that. So you mean with Sloan, you mean... Yeah, with Lexi, Sloan, and George. I can see, like, the little triangle, George falling for another gray and all that other good stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I could see that. I, could I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. Well, I, I, I just don't Because see. they've well, done... <laughs> it, it's been done with the other gray. I don't want to see that either, but it, that's kind of what it felt like to me tonight. Yeah, I, 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 that's that's exactly... I mean, you, you bring up the, 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 the idea of, of, of definitely revisiting... You know, the the fact that they've done this before and, and it would not, you know, it'd be the pattern of the writers to, to continue to go down that direction. But it would not be it would not be smart of the writers at all because they've done nothing since they introduced Lexi, but show that she's different from Meredith. And to, and, and also that she's showing she's very interested in being there for George. I, I think mm-hmm. I mean, it, 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 I mean, she gave up. But, she gave up scrubbing in on a surgery that she diagnosed the problem on to help George. Yeah. And so not, it's going to be a um, long drawn out and far fetched for her to fall for Mark. Okay. Well, I, I, I just, the, well, the, well, okay. I, I agree with you there, 
But what about him falling for her? I think he's just intrigued by her. I think I, I think he was turned on by her and her brain, her her lexipedia knowledge. Yeah. Right, of it's it's everything. the first and every time he has found a woman attractive for her knowledge rather than her body. Wow! If you're if you want this, you're gonna have to have your exactly. You get my you want mind. this, you gotta have this. <laughs> Ew. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and Angel Girl in the chat room says she really likes Lexi. So I do too. I want to see more Meredith and and Lexi relationship re, um, building. I think we'll see that. I really do. And now that and Christina needs to keep her mouth shut about it because every time Meredith even makes a half a step towards towards Lexi, Christina says something. Christina's awful. Completely obnoxious and rude and. Have I ever liked Christina? I'm just wondering. I don't, I don't think that I have. I, she is just she is just downright awful. And she's not good for Meredith. She, well, she's not a good yeah. person to have. She's not. Nobody wants a person oh. who's not going to be a real. You moved the whole chat. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love how she goes and she's like saying, "You've got to go and give her the opinion." Blah 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 blah. It's like, wow, did she so turn that around? Because I've got to be supportive now. Well, let me tell you, if you're going to her therapist to tell her what you think, tell Meredith what you think through her therapist, you are not being supportive. I'm sorry. I don't care what planet you are on. Right. But I love how this, the, the shrink got in her head. You know, wow, yeah. it must wow. be really tough to lose her. <laughs> and, and I think that she's onto something. She's a, you're a horrible shrink. All right. But I think that I think no, that yeah. she's on to something. I, I um, think so. There's it, absolutely no doubt. Because Christina doesn't have an unselfish bone in her body. Everything that she does and says is about her, not anyone else around her. Right. Absolutely. Um, so anyway. so uh <laughs> anyway, I, I love the fact that O'Malley's taking the exam. You know, th- this again, selfishness on the chief. Okay, O'Malley has been chasing after your butt all day, doing your bidding, fixing your problems that you screwed up. Because if you would have listened to someone else in the first place, it wouldn't have happened. And now, when he's exhausted, dog tired, the place is closed down. Now you're going to let him retake a three-hour exam. Thank you very much. Are you asking him to fail again? Stephanie, would you quit holding back and really tell us how you feel? Because people don't like it when you just keep all that stuff inside. I know. It's not good for you to keep I'm all that inside. I'm just trying to live up to my reputation from the email that you read me the other night. I'm just, that was a good Just email. in case that person like still listens to podcasts ever, I just want to let her know I'm holding up to my end there of the deal. There you go. That's funny. This is like an episode of Cops all over again. <laughs> Uh, Uh, stick around for the post show if you want to know what that's all about yeah no doubt that would be a good (laughs) anyway uh let's see here so here's the deal i'm gonna i'm gonna stick up for the chief here you know chief had a lot of stuff going on you know there's water everywhere you know woe is me i'm the chief but i've got so much to do exactly and he came and asked who who he came and asked uh, George to help him after he thought that George had finished his exam and by golly when he found out that George hadn't fixed his exam he said no I'm just go ahead I under- oh in a so guilt driven no, way no it was not guilt driven way was. it was not there was no guilt there it was like if he would have stopped thinking about his own problems he would no, have saw George no. sitting there twiddling his pencils fiddling with the paper unopened I don't and think known so. that George had not even started his exam yet. Brooke says yes, it was okay. Well, I I don't think it was guilt driven. I 
I think he genuinely said, okay, go take your exam. It, it, you deserve this. And, uh, and, and I, I, I think it was great at, at the end that he, he, I mean, he's obviously tired himself, but, uh, you know, he, he wanted him to be able to take this exam. He knew he had what it took only missing the exam by passing the exam by one question the last time he's ready for this thing. And by golly, we want to see him not as an intern anymore. He, he doesn't deserve to be an intern. Yeah. If Izzy can practice medicine, by golly, so can he. That's what I have to say about all that. I really wish we could talk about the previews for next week. Well, uh, we can do that in just a minute. Uh, in fact, so let's see here. Meredith, I'm uh, finished there. Okay, so making them move out of the house. Making them move out. That's the only other thing to talk about. The thing is, is yes, I really do dislike Izzy. <laughs> Doesn't say dislike. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I just want to say that, you know, the, the the whole, you know, making them move out of the house thing. It was kind of odd for him to kind of like just say, you know, it's like, oh, so she hasn't told you yet. Was that part of that? You know, was he led to think? That, that well, I think she that was going to tell him about it, and and he just assumed that she had the conversation. So I don't think he did anything "quote unquote" wrong. Well, I think she, he had just assumed she had made the decision. Yeah, and so uh, I like I like, but I liked him measuring for a desk in Izzy's room. That, I was, that was really funny. Cool. While she uh, <laughs> well, she walked in. Yeah, it wasn't like he walked in on her. Yeah, yeah, but the, no, that was cool. I like that. Make a this lot. my office. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny he's all of a sudden uh, he's interested in having an office when he lived in the trailer for how many seasons now so yeah. anyway um he's moving up he's mo- definitely moving up he's moving on in he is um yeah so i love how at the end meredith stood up to him and said listen no the, the, you can't not right now you cannot ask me to kick these people out these are my friends i need them and he's like okay no they're my family. They're my, what, whatever she said. You know better than me on all that stuff. You're the, you're the details person. I just take. They're they're my family. All I have are them and you. Listen here, Lexipedia. Alrighty, so that's what we have here for this episode. I want to encourage folks who are listening to this from the West Coast. We want your feedback. Don't worry, we'll play it next week in our next episode, and uh, we we still want to hear from you. So give us a call. The, the phone number. Stuff's- in the details. Yes, it's all in the details. All in the details. Stephanie, what's the phone number for people to call us and leave us a voicemail? 859-795-4067. And if somebody was afraid to leave us a voicemail and they really wanted to send us an email instead, actually, we would encourage you to go to gspn.tv slash forum and post your thoughts in there. And I might even go through and see if what all's been posted in there and kind of peruse that and bring some of that content into the show so gspn.tv slash forum look for Grey's Anatomy if you want to kind of write about your thoughts uh, if you want to call in your thoughts again the phone number is 859-795-4067 Stephanie I have an email here I want to share yes this is uh, from a listener and she is now listening not just to Grey's Anatomy but she's listening to multiple podcasts Sweet. and I would love to read this email to you says, hi, Cliff and Stephanie. It's not I, like the one you read to me. No, <laughs> no, no. This is a much better email. <laughs> hi, Cliff and Stephanie. I just wanted to tell you how much I enjoy your podcast. I originally stumbled upon the Grey's Anatomy 
podcast and enjoyed both your uh, both of your opinions on the show. Cliff, take it easy on Izzy. She's getting better. Everybody tells you that. I know. And it can't and I can't wait until the show starts again in a few weeks, which of course this has been sitting in my uh, folder here for a little while. From listening to that podcast, however, I heard Stephanie talk about a show she does called The Full-Time Mom. While I'm not a mom myself, I do have two stepchildren who are 13 and 16 who have come to live with my husband and I every weekend, so I do understand where you're coming from. Besides which, most of what you talk about are things that all women experience, complain about, etc., etc., from listening to the full-time mom podcast, <laughs> I heard Stephanie talk about the five love languages and became very interested. So now I have just downloaded Family from the Heart from the beginning and I listen to it while I'm at work and in the car. I am finding it so interesting. I just bought the book and am reading it out loud to my husband and we are really enjoying it. He is a much, He's much better at listening than reading. Being a truck driver uh, means that he listens to audio novels all the time. So listening to me read the book, he says, is nice for a change. While uh, Let's see. We live in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and I wanted to pass along my thanks. Your podcasts are true, real accounts of your lives and make me realize that we all experience the same things at different times in our relationships. Keep up the good work. Michelle. Thank you, Michelle. That is so much better than the person that called you a (laughs) B-I-T-C-H in that other email. It really was. It is. Yeah. (sighs) But I can handle it. And you know what? Some days I can even live up to it. Yes, anyway. So thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode of the Grey's Anatomy Fan Podcast. Of course, uh, this is a plus member only edition. <laughs> I'm sorry. And Brooke says, oh, no, they didn't. And oh, yes, they did. Oh, yes, they did. Stay stay in here for the post show and I'll we'll read, read you it. The, I'll read you the email. So uh, anyway, we're out of here. Wow, that's really loud. And uh, anyway, Next tell us. week. We don't have to wait two weeks. Yeah. Oh, by the way, if you're if you want to know when our live shows are, go to gspn.tv slash calendar. And, uh, you know, there's there's a list of all of our live shows. You can learn about participating live with us. We would love that. We have a blast, as you can tell. And uh, we want to say thank you to Amanda and Andrea, who actually dialed in and participated with us in the show. We'll be back next week for another episode of the Grey's Anatomy Fan Podcast at 10, 10 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time and via podcast for everybody else. God bless. Bye.